drama and they yep. never tell you what happens after. Plus, you've got cameras following you all day. Reality TV actually makes TV much less realistic. Oh, yeah. Plus, the producers actually told some of the people, depending on the show, do this. Mm hmm. We have some technical difficulties. No, I'm not thinking so. Game called on kind of shedding. Trying to make sure that you can all be heard. Sound off. Hello. East Ice Houston. Yo. Randomness. Pick it up a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> like this. Welcome, everybody, to the What's My Focus podcast. I'm your host, Josh Este. Today is May the 16th of 2015. Special day, somewhat. My birthday. Turned 24. Another year Woo! Happy yeah. birthday! Woo! 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 Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he just shit himself again. <laughs> yes, I have. Alright guys, uh, thank you all for coming here today. You're welcome. You're we welcome. have Lauren, we have Judd, we have Josh Como, and then we have Jake with us today. We're going we're gonna to tell some horrifying stories from, well, we're going to talk about school. some things. We're going to talk some high school stories with a few of our friends. Yes, I will be... Some we will be disowning by the end of the episode. So, just keep that in mind. Welcome to the last episode, everybody. This ain't the last episode, yeah. hell no. Hell you with that. that yeah, pretty much. I mean, come on, seriously. Alright, I'm just cutting noise down. That would be wonderful. I can probably hear y'all better than I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the perpetual fart machine. Alright, now kill all the animals in the room and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> I can really easy watch. Yeah. No. Yeah. Real simple. And I can too. Stop the crack. <laughs> Get off of the crack. But yes, you too, cat. Well, depending on the crack you're talking about, it's fun to look at. Well, look. Here's the thing. He's a crack addict. She's a front or back crack. Does it matter? Sometimes. Like I said, he's a crack addict. She's a whore. And I don't know what T-Boy is. He's, a, he's just an addictive whatever. T- T-Boy's a pimp. <laughs> yes. T-Boy's running the whole operation. That's right. Alright. Well, as I said, it's my birthday today, and I just wanted to record an episode with some friends, because it's been a little bit, and I've missed recording, and I miss having this whole setup of... Hopefully, by this t- by the time you hear this, I've posted up Cypher 2015, which I'm sure you all enjoyed with uh, Spike the Panda Dog. Look her up if you don't know who she is. She's wonderful. She does charity stuff. Anywho, Josh, I think you have a story to tell us, don't you? Yes, I do. Let me get these uh, noisemakers out. Yeah, kill the animals. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I just had an old yeller to my dogs. Yep. And cat. Liar. I'm not that cruel. Let him lie. <laughs> I'm not that sure cruel, but however, pain. apparently I was extremely cruel in high school. I'm a very, very bad person. <laughs> and there's a reason why Karma has decided to make me her bitch. Especially with the hair. <laughs> yes! Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Hey, I moved elsewhere. Balls doesn't count and the back doesn't count. All right. Oh. So who... What story would y'all want me to save first? Should I save the worst for last, or get it out in the open right from the get-go? Oh, they're going to hate you regardless by the end of the episode, so... Alright. Go ahead. Alright, I guess I should start... Spill your dirty, dark soul. I guess I should start with the story of how I took out the star player of the high school football team right before the big game. Oh. Oh, and forgive me... For those that wonder, I knew most of how he was a dirty, dark soul before I married him. So if you're questioning why, I already knew it enticed me. <laughs> Come to the dark side. We have cookies. Yes. He yes. had me at cookies. The way, this, now? the way the story goes is that the school is trying to train their football players to prepare smell. for the game against our rivals. His they decided to incorporate the junior, the uh, freshmen and the sophomores in on this, 
because they were required to take PE. And so they put us in groups. And I somehow looked out and having been the one that had to be stuck with this number one player, their MVP, who's throwing the footballs at us. And I guess it's training or whatnot, but they get through six or seven kids before they get to me. And as I'm getting myself prepped up and everything to run, because I'm a fat kid and i got to prep myself before doing so, I overheard him make the remark that basically him hollering at us that we need to pick it up or go faster because he wasn't getting nothing out of it. So I was like, okay, fine, challenge accepted. Whenever they blew the whistle, I took off. And I mean, I ran as fast as I could, knowing that full well I'm going to be sitting down for five minutes <laughs> afterwards. He sees me, takes off, and he's like, yeah, yeah, here we go, here we go, finally a challenge. So he throws the football at me, run, and I family, catch it. Run. And I catch the football. And the part of the thing was, as soon as we catch the football, we're supposed to throw it back at him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, fat boy can run. Throw me the ball, throw me the ball. I take the ball, and I showed everyone why I shouldn't be in football. I threw the ball at him, and it slips through his fingers and hits him right square in the nuts. Oh. In the groin. <laughs> Which normally... Bad enough that it bruised a nerve and took out the MVP, the, their number one player, right before two days right before the big game. He had, he had a doctor's note and everything saying he couldn't play. And, of course, the school lost, and the next pep rally there's like, when he's back up and running, they're hell with the whole, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to make up for our loss with the next game, and don't worry, we're not going to make Josh do any more drills. Oh. How'd that feel being singled out by the school? Sorry. Any reason to be singled out is a good reason. All I, all I see you doing is standing still and sunglasses just floating onto your face. Like a boss. <laughs> yeah, but didn't the cheerleaders from the rival school want to date you because, you know, you helped them win? Yeah, but because I was a sophomore at the time, rules state down here that if you're going to go to a prom, if you're a freshman or sophomore and you go to a prom, you have to be with someone of your school. Mm. So okay. I got I got screwed out of that one. Yeah, because they would have taken him in hand. It's like I'm blowing him tonight. He he got us the big game. <laughs> you're getting blown tonight. You'll never I hear from me again. Token. But you're getting blown tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch anime? I'll do anything you want for tonight. That vaguely reminds me of Blue Mountain State. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a good show. Maybe no and then there's. Two stories involving computers. One, basically, I put a computer virus on the school system that messed with the core kernels. This is of the school's computers. This isn't even his final form in terms of a bad story. <laughs> and then the other story is our computer electronics teacher decided to do a group chat with all of us, and everything we did on the computer and this messenger board was shown on everyone's computer screen. <laughs> And it's like, hey guys, and I was like, hey guys, want to see something funny? Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay. So I took a photo of the of the teacher when he was in excited mode because apparently he just, you know, installed the latest, you know, the newest Windows software or the latest hardware. And he had this like, oh my god! Look at this new single core processor! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! god it's a Pentium four. Well, it's like end up with his mouth fully open, it's all eyes, about the baby. eyes wide open, glazed over with stars and stuff. And I took uh, I took to that image of just him, you know, with the buzz and the face and everything, and I put it on there. And I'm like, okay, before I continue, do you want me to continue? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, go go. I'm like, I can't. No, not you guys. I want the teacher because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> and the teacher's like, it's not going to be dirty, is it? No, it's not. I, I promise there's not going to be any... Uh, there's not going to be any necking women or whatnot on it. <laughs> it's like, is there going to be any sort of, you know, dicks or whatnot in my face? <laughs> no, there's not. As much as I want to, there will not be any dicks <laughs> there will in your not face. Be. He's like, okay, fine. And then the next thing, you know, everyone sees me photoshopping the... Uh, Half naked Dragon Ball Z guys going Super Zayn with the you know ripped body and nips and just posted them all around him. He's like in the middle of a sweaty man orgy thing. 
And as soon as everyone saw that, <laughs> systems are down. The computers, oh. the message. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the computer broke. Smash with the hammer. No, oh. the admin said that's it. Shut her down. Yeah, yeah really. shut fucking down mods came in and destroyed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Full caps like I'm not even fucking around. Terminate profit. <laughs> and then there's not the even uh, once, man. There's the 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 diglet gif. <laughs> the diglet gif. Yeah, it was like we the pro, the project was supposed to be make a gif. I'm like I'm gonna do I'm gonna make a gif and I'm gonna name it diglet having fun with two water beds. I made the two. I made the two water beds dark brown, like my dad's water bed thing at the time, and I had Diglett in the middle of it. And I had the water beds going up and down on the side of them. <sighs> Teacher pulled me to the office, showed it to the guy that was in charge because this was a vocational school, not actual school. But we were taking off school property to go do that class and then come back trade school stuff. Anyway, the guy that was in charge of that was like, son, what the hell were you thinking whenever you're doing it? I'm like, I don't know. That's a diglet having fun with two water beds. That is not a diglet having fun with two water beds. And not only that, but what the hell is a diglet? Well, diglet's a Pokemon. Japanese thing? Yeah. All right, fine. But why the hell are you doing making this image? I'm like, what image? You full well know what this image is. It's a diglet having fun between two water beds. That's not what it looks like. Well, let's see. Diglett is a short, round creature with a red nose and two eyeballs. You see that? Yeah. And he's jumping around in between two water beds, right? Right. What else is it supposed to be? I full of hell know what it looks like it was supposed to be, but I'm playing dumb because I want them to be Why don't you tell us what it was supposed to be, Josh? Huh? Why don't you tell us what it was supposed to be for those who aren't as imaginative? Well, if anyone knows, Diglett basically looks like a freaking dick. (laughs) And with two water beds, it basically looked like a pair of boobies. It was basically looked like a boob, uh, what, a boob job, is it? Or titty a pie boob? Titty fuck, thank yeah. you. Supposed to look like a titty fuck. But I was playing dumb because I wanted the teachers to take that. Like, what is that? I don't know. Tell me what you think that's supposed to be. All I see is a diglet having, bouncing around in between two freaking water beds. Son, we know you have a very guttered mind, especially with the photo of the t- that you did with your teacher with the de- half-naked guys of a couple of weeks back. And how I'm supposed to know what the hell this is supposed to be? Please tell me. I don't have access to the internet at home. Please go home. Go to my house and look and see if I can access the internet. Please tell me what I'm supposed to, what I inadvertently did here. You knew what it was. You were just wanting them to say it. Oh, I'm just fucking lawyer. <laughs> and I'm playing. And I'm playing lawyer. Lawyer term. Ace attorney. <laughs> yes. Objection. Overruled. But they couldn't. Ha. <laughs> ha. But because they couldn't. They couldn't get me. They couldn't force me to say that it was basically a titty fuck up. They let me go. Now, after these stories, the worst prank I ever did. And yes, I do have extreme remorse and regret for this one. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Were you ever? It was horrible, even by my own standards. Would you have a smile on your face the whole time you're telling it? Were you ever able to make amends to make amends for this, or do you feel the shame and the guilt to this very day? Well, let's say this: I am bald for a thirty-year-old. Karma. Okay. I'm overweight. More karma. And I'm not in the dream position I would like to be in. More None karma. None of us are. What's your point? <laughs> Life sucks sometimes. Yes, I know. I'm just saying I'm karma's bitch. Yes, but are especially you happy with, with this. Where you story. are. Yes, I am ha- very happy with you and with our daughter. Well, I was the question that is, things... are you happy? Yes? Okay, then. Then you're good. All right. This story. Hope is where you make it. Yeah, I'm not offended. You like to I'm see homos saying, naked? Oh, besides, man, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'm saying despite no, all this happening. Thank you for reminding me. It also got to the point where the freaking guy was saying about the picture with, you know, like, why did you make your teacher look like he was gay between a bunch of gay, you know, what looks like to be a bunch of gay guys? I'm like, I don't know. What I was just trying to show, you know... I was trying to think what do what everyone think was funny. What, you have a problem with gay guys? Oh no, I'm, I'm seriously. Obviously you have some sort of thing against gay guys if you're wanting to bring up this point that I you know, I showed a teacher being happy between with a bunch of other guys. 
It was a locker room thing. That's that all. That was what quickly got me out of the office without trouble. Ooh. Oh, those days are gone. <laughs> yes. Yes, those days are gone. But this story, what what happened was with our English class, we were supposed to be going. We went to a Holocaust museum in Houston, and with the mention of it being a Holocaust museum, you know this is bad. It was a special day because some of the tour guys, tours that were being made was by actual Holocaust survivors. By choice. Yeah, they were doing this because they wanted to, they wanted to relate their experiences to us younger folk. Which I still claim is a very brave thing that they did. Yes. It was pretty brave at the end of the day. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so we're going along and they, you know, they're telling us, you know, their experiences and, you know, they're going on about with the whole, you know, them being ostracized from their homes, being put into the ghettos, and then the forceful move from the ghettos to the trains. And as she was talking about the trains and stuff, there came from the, walking through around us was another group of people, but these were adults. And one of them was wearing a monocle. I'm going to have to cut out some of the silence because it's very uneasy. <laughs> Not to mention uneasy. it's bad potting. I know it's uneasy. I'm sorry. Come on. As they're walking by, I couldn't help myself. I edged to the end of the group so that no one could see me. And I said, Octun, why must people be always be talking about why he ostracized these people? Didn't anyone realize he made the trains run on time? Oh. <sighs> and, uh, yeah. the, the guy that was walking... By, oh. I didn't. I never heard this guy talk, but he's like oh. everyone looked at him because he was wearing a monocle. They immediately assumed it was him. Everyone immediately assumed it was him, oh. and I looked out extremely like it was not me. It was not me. Apparently, oh. I had some never hearing him. I have actually mimicked his voice and his oh. accent. Oh my god. Oh. Immediately, him and his friends were kicked out of the museum. They had to relinquish our tour guide and give us another one of the one of the people running the museum. And then, at the end of the tour, after everyone's gone through the gift shop, and we were heading back into the school bus. We saw the same lady. She her eyes were puffy and red, and. The people were like, you know, some of our, you know, we have considerate classmates, unlike me. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? And you're like, yes. It's just, it, it breaks my heart to know there's still prejudice in this world, but it gives me hope seeing bright faces like you who are friends with, you know, dark-skinned people, friends with different religious groups, getting along together. It gives me big hope for the future of what could be accomplished. You are a dick. You are a dick. I will say though. I will say you though. For you will burn for that in I the ovens. He lost all his hair. I'm thinking it was a good learning experience for you though. Even though it was a big screw up on your part, you took uh, you took it and you used it as a learning experience later on to not do that kind of shit again. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, <laughs> five years later at the World War II Museum. <laughs> Five years later, Walmart break room. I'm playing Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. One, oh. one of those versions, and we get to the freaking Pokemon that looks like a skunk. Oh boy! The way they got this sprite looking like it has its tail raised up, and you see the little star-like symbol that's supposed to be its anus. Oh! And I'm playing it, and they, it decides to use sand attack, which oh. the way they animated the sprite basically had the point of where the sand coming from out of the anal hole. So here I am, five years later, in a freaking Walmart break room with the manager, with much the, less store, the store manager, mm. the, the co-managers, and some of the assistant managers, because it was, I think it was um, inventory. And here he, here this guy does does me, and I had to open my mouth and freeze. God damn, son of a bitch pissed on me! And all heads in the break room turned to you. Oh, boy. And... It's an anime thing. And <laughs> what happened? Anything? Sex invertebrates. Well, basically, the store, <laughs> the store manager game. just looked at me and was like, you're just glad you said that in here, not out on the sales floor. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which taught you the lesson that you can say anything you want in the break room. 
This is long talking as you about the trains coming in, coming in on time. Yes, exactly. That's as long as you don't get into an actual fisticuff fight. Oh, yes. That's, that's... I've seen one of those in the break room, by the way. It's hilarious. Yeah, remember my first night back after eight months? Mm-hmm. That was when it happened. Yes. That I first night. I remember. I, I still saw think, it. I still, think it's, I still think it's horrible and fucked up and funny. How, how you talked about the, the, the Holocaust Museum. I'm oh, still wondering... Why nobody else called out? It's like, how hot were the ovens? Well, what makes yeah, you any different from pizza? That was a dick. That is a dick move. <laughs> but the you know something? Smell good. <laughs> I think I see your shoes in that pile. Although, to be honest, to be honest, the whole thing about this, the this is a reaction that Four Chan would have. The whole thing about the trains running on time is actually a pretty old joke, from what I understand as well. It's it is. a really, really old Holocaust. And it's joke. false. Yeah, I know. I That's know. A false story. Oh yeah. I know. What was the other so story this is you wanted? My me class to never got to the Holocaust Museum in Houston, and we uh, just talked about it because of this guy. Uh, the one. Really? You went to your class, went to the Muppet Museum tour, and you were imitating oh, oh, so oh, well oh, they asked oh. you to follow. Him. It was actually that was not in school. That was back in my. I'm gonna try as much online dating as I can. Ooh! Right when I first started talking to you, there was one other girl I was talking to that was from Beaumont. Yeah, you could say that. She has my, my she has my two copies of Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park and the Lost World, Pokemon right. Emerald, and my first set That's of the Crichton. original Pokemon Indigo League set. So yeah, she was a B I T C H. Yeah, well, she lost out. We're on a podcast. You can say anything you want, really. Mm-hmm. Just try oh. to keep it a little less racist towards Jewish people. Don't worry, there was no uh, racial Jewish going on with this one. Mm. Uh, we went to, it was basically, it was Jim Henson's Traveling Museum, and they mm. had made the stop in Baton Rouge. I decided, I'm going to go, and when I mentioned it to her, she's like, oh, I want to go too. So uh, the day before, I picked her up, came, we both stayed here, and then the ne- next day, we took off. To Let's go. get some pussy tonight for the Jim Henson Museum. Uh, never happened. <laughs> no kissing and telling. We're gentlemen here, okay? No. No, no, not that. Not that apparently. Ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I couldn't say that with a straight face. No. Uh, oh, um, so you don't so want to hear about how we wore each other out? Uh-uh. Oh, well, actually, apparently, no. this, apparently, the way this girl gets uh, gets jiggy with it is I basically would have had to go in there and put a knife through her throat because she, the way she wants to have sex is she wants to be forcibly taken. Oh, rape fantasies. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, but, I mean, that's good and everything, but not everybody's into that. And I'm hmm. like, yeah, no. Hmm. I'm going to go sleep in the blue recliner in the living room. Have fun. <laughs> I am not going to go to jail. Hmm. Anyway, the next day we go to... Safety word is banana. No. <laughs> Pulls down the mask. I think her safety word would have been Pikachu. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> yes. well, anyway, the next day we go to Baton Rouge. Go to the museum. And I am in geek heaven because I'm seeing live actual Muppets. Behind a glass dome, but actual freaking Muppets. Was the original Kermit there? Hmm. He had to be worn the fuck out, though. Hmm. Yeah. The original Kermit it, it still stands, but it's very worn, worn out. And has had to been retouched a few times. Was he kind of yellowish through age, I guess? It was a bit yellowish, but I mean, you forget the original one was made out of his mom's tri- green trench coat. Okay. Did not know that. Yeah. But his eyes were made out of pong balls. the next thing because it covers the line. Ah, yes. The fringe. But like the first one you come, when you walked into the museum, the first one you came to was Rolf. And they had him, you know, at a piano. And, they, you know, you can see where half of his body's there and half is not because, you know, everyone's underneath the mm-hmm. second half moving everything. Yeah. And then the next one is they have Kermit and he's posing. He's with the banjo doing rainbow That's connections on the... On the log in the swamp from Muppet movie. Oh, he's not flailing his arms or anything like Yay! that. Uh, <laughs> they go up, and this is where things start getting a bit awkward for me. Gonzo. They didn't have Gonzo because Gonzo wasn't performed by Jim Henson. Oh, who, who was Gonzo? I thought Gonzo's been in the. Yeah, but it was basically only those that Jim, Jim Henson performed played. himself, yeah. not. They didn't have all of them. They just had what Jim oh. performed. What about Snuffleupagus? That wasn't him. That wasn't no. him either? No. No, and you're thinking of Dave Goals. He was Gonzo. Uh, yeah. But as we're walking through, I'm seeing my favorite. 
some of my faves, and I'm impersonating them. Who? Hmm. I'm impersonating. I go like the Kermit's room, like, like Kermit the Frog. Here I'm gonna be singing Rainbow Connections on this bumping log in the swamp behind the glass case because I'm not in a freaking swamp. <laughs> but at the okay. time, it was spot on. But you know, this was in May. This was when the schools were letting out. But some of the schools were still going on, like the private ones, and they were having kids going taking the tours of the place. So I'm trying my best to try and you know, I was like I'm trying my best to try and keep my nerdy geekiness down, but it just wasn't happening. Go upstairs. It was like do 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 Manomino do 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 <laughs> Open up my eyes and see everyone looking at me. <laughs> Just like the freaking episode. <laughs> Go on the side and there's and there's Ernie with the you know Eber. with the rubber ducky. Rubber ducky. Like, rubber ducky. You're the one. You make me want <laughs> As Jake holds the rubber ducky. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great find. <laughs> Only it would squeak. I know. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the worst destroyed. Worst thing happened. Walk around the corner and there's the Swedish chef. Oh. <laughs> and then of course you just lose it. Just lose it. Yep. <laughs> you just break out, I guess. Oh, and this, we're talking to the creator Swedish government style. I still have the video on the old phone. <laughs> I saw a group of kids coming with the teacher. Not talk about Eminem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. Do it. So t- <laughs> I hit the hype. He does that like this is the Swedish chef. He speaks the box Swedish, and the kids like, well, how do you speak box Swedish? And the teacher's doing her best. It's like, well, he's like see d d e percy see see per d d. She percy. But what about percy? She percy percy. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, Bertie, she, Bertie, she, Bertie, 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 And I'm just start chewing the teacher out with the mock sweetest, sweetest chef accent. And the kids are rolling on the ground laughing. And then I see the tour guide. Like, oh, I'm, gonna get I'm, like, I'm gonna get kicked out. <laughs> I'm gonna get kicked out. She's like, sir, please come with me. I'm like, I do it, I do it, I do it, I do it. But she pulls me off to the side into one of their side rooms. Sir, that was very good. Wait, I'm not in trouble. No, actually, that was a very good. You see. I actually work with them as they're doing the, as they're traveling around. Would you like to travel around with us? Hmm. <laughs> you're like, wait, you're offering me a job to do zaning, <laughs> z- the you know impersonation of these characters, and like, yeah, most of these kids never even seen the Muppets because they hardly sh- show the stuff anymore, and we would like the kids to know. And yours were kind. Your uh, Swedish chef and some of the others we heard you doing were spot on. <laughs> Cut to five years later. Here's <laughs> I, I met Josh five years later on the tour. Bala jacking and Hershey burger for for and Hershey. Here's her bork bork bork. You heard of me? I and here's karma coming back. I stupidly said no. Because? Because because I have this... Back before I met Lauren, I had this thing that I want to get married before I get famous. Or get... I want to get married before I do anything that would put me on the road to success or doing goofy stuff. Because I want the woman to love me for me at my lowest than when I'm at my highest. Mission accomplished. Mission very well accomplished. Now try to get famous. That's the goal. There we go. 
That's the goal. That's the goal, kids. We're gonna get famous. Yeah, kids, I got some candy. Come to my land. If you have one really good talent, keep at it. Uh, I don't know what my But if you have several, make it handy because, you know, for example, you could be a star athlete, but oh, you just had a life changing injury. Oh, but you have this other talent to fall back on, so you're still okay. Thank God you know how to refinish houses. Yeah. For okay. example. But to, to make the story complete here, when I got out of the... After I sat down and apologized and everything, I came, I came out of the room, and the teacher was still there. And I was sorry, I'm like, I am so sorry, I couldn't help my son and everything. So I'm like, that's okay. I have a tape recorder. Can you record some of what you said? <laughs> Oh, certainly, and then I did it for her, and she's like, "Okay, I'm going to play this for the future, for uh, at the end of the year, whenever they have their get together and they're doing their video showcase." We missed out on this. Like there was this kid. <laughs> like I'm going to showcase because we were recording it and everything, and you know, I I just want to make sure you know permission and whatnot. And Wouldn't also it be, be amazing if you found that years later? It would be. Oh, it's oh. probably lost to the ages, but it would have been amazing to get a hold of. Say, I got offered a fucking job at the Jim Henson Traveling Company. <laughs> I could have wound up being on the Muppets. Do you actually know what... Uh, well, the thing is, you know what the funny thing about this is? You still can. You still can if you try. <laughs> or you could just be part of Avenue Q. You know what? Avenue Q? Avenue yeah, Q. I, what is that? Avenue Q. Whoa. No, no. I honestly... No, no. Listen. It's a Muppets-type show. You really don't know about my background, so... Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so forgive me if... Uh, like, uh, like if there are certain things that I don't know. Okay, kid. All right, they're college graduates. Can I explain, can I explain it to them? Please, please. Go ahead. Avenue Q is a Broadway musical. Sat in the style like Sesame Street, but more adult-oriented. Definitely more adult Like, one of, the be- one of the most hilarious songs is The Internet is for... And it's song- meme. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and the song is sung between um, Kate, Monster Sorry, Kate Monster and Trekkie Monster. Trekkie Monster is basically your cookie monster, but he's addicted to internet cookies. Uh, or internet oh, you know where the internet is for porn song that came from the that show. Internet is for porn. And Kate Monster the is basically is one for of your porn. female. Um, me up all night Character. hugging me hard to board, board, board. Ooh. So that's where we're where Furry Four comes from. Yeah. I guess. No, not Furry Four. They did not come from. Furry Four. <laughs> oh, for, oh, oh, no, no, no! It's not that. It's Rule Thirty. Man on Lion, man. No, probably, yeah. Oh, Rule Thirty Four. Furry Four. <laughs> I always take pride in learning something new every day. The new, and and introducing the newest end. member of the Furry Four, Francis. Oh God, kill me! <laughs> oh my god, really? Nope. No. I love how Avenue Q ended by they get the money to make the monster school from Trekkie Monster because they appealed to him. He's like, no, monster could get picked on like I was in school. Trekkie Monster, how did you get so much money? He's like, in volatile market, the only sound investment is born! <laughs> Strangely enough, and it's true. true. It Usually. is true. True. Not anymore. Yeah, everything's free. Sex toys. Oh. Sex toys aren't free. Get into that market. Oh, God. Oh. Hey, how about this rental sex toys? Uh, You know, I... I, Oh, God. No. No. Second hand? (laughs) Oh, no. 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 30th hand? No. No. A thousand times? No. I'm sure no, you guys no, 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 no. There's a reason you can't use the restroom in porn yeah, shops. You no, know he's making a killer. Oh, Bad Dragon's, yeah, BadDragon.com is making a fucking <laughs> Yes. What about tentacles? Did anyone come up with a tentacle deal though? <laughs> Sexual invertebrates. Yes, of course yes, they have. They I'm pretty sure that someone did. a with suction power? No. Oh, you probably make that work. You probably yes, we're good. That would actually right, now that I've related my horrible stories, happen. anyone want to share theirs? The, 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 the <sighs> really yeah, seriously, the tentacle dildo can happen. Every so often they have a contest for design a new toy and a bunch of people win. It's and, been done. Yeah. 
So next one you come out. Uh, Alright, now that I've divulged and it seems like no one else has any good stories. Nope. Uh, let's divulge really. on to the next focus. So uh, we all know Five Nights at Freddy's is a popular game series. Hello, my name is Markiplier, and <laughs> welcome to another episode of Let's Play. Greetings. <laughs> Hi, this is the Game Theorist. Hello, my name is Jack Septicai, welcome to another game of Happy Wheels. Hi, honey. Let's make oh. a movie out of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah! fucking game, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Warner Brothers has decided to announce they're going to make a Five Nights at Freddy's That motherfucker Freddy's is making so much money now. And not only are they going to make but one the movie, thing. they're going to make three. That's the kicker. Wait, oh. three? Why not four? <laughs> yes. Wait, no. Are they doing one or are they doing three? I only know about I one just, that they're making so far, yeah. but there's always room for sequels. Of course. Exactly. Yes, of course. But here and the first is going to be a test to see if there's going to be any sequels, most likely. Well, you haven't taken a movie that you're going to drag out five fucking nights. And this is the thing I find hilarious: is that Scott Cawthorn, before he created Five Nights at Freddy's, made religious Christian games. Yes. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He actually had a little reputation for himself, but this game series really kicked off his. And he did such a damn good job at it too. From the character design to the level design to the way that everything is balanced in the game, all by himself, all by himself. Well, we're in we're in that generation where you can make something yeah. all by yourself. You don't have to rely on a team, but you have to. Annoying <coughs> orange. <laughs> yes. Thank you for teaching my child how to spit at her teachers. Ooh, ooh. Why were you letting her watch Annoying Orange? I didn't oh. know. My father. It was an did. accident. Like oh, I said, I made the mistake father. of signing her into my YouTube account. Can she watch this? <sighs> yeah, sure. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> uh, I was not a part of the decision-making process. Of he this told thing. me it was this talking fruit thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was VeggieTales. I'm like, no, you fool. And since YouTube doesn't have any ratings for individual videos, anybody can see just about anything they want. And yeah, there's well, no restriction on it. I have well, now made her her own account that's restricted well, well, on well. the computer. Now that they're deciding to make a movie, here's a here's a question I would like to ask everyone. If you were chosen to write the script or direct it, how would you start the movie off? Try to get people who don't play the game into the movie or, you know, to get the new people who haven't know anything about this. How would you reel them into this horror? This... Fantastical, horrified world. Are you want to do theatrical, commercial, or are you talking about how you think we'd start off the movie itself? Start off the movie itself. Okay, like we'll in go movie. and start off the movie itself. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. Well, starts first, out with a with a guy who doesn't have a job. He's been desperately looking for something. So he goes to an interview. Right. He, well, hold on. Actually, which I think would be better is if he's searching online. He's using one of, like a Craigslist thing. Fake Craigslist or some some shit like Monster.com, saying seeking you know help so, you know seeking security night guard. Low for, pay. Look, well, easy job. You know, being a secure night night security guard at a pizzeria. I don't know if they're gonna go with the museum. I don't know if they're gonna go with the actual pizzeria itself. Or the shutdown, or the remake of the pizzeria that they did, but either any any of them. Just make an assumption. Pick one. <laughs> well, you could take night at the museum and put it. F- <laughs> 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 Fucking no. I have a little bit of something to add to that too. That right there is a good idea. You could probably also mix in uh, shots, uh, uh, just shots of the animatronics singing on stage to the children during the daytime. But while you have that, intersperse newspaper clippings, headlines, and spooky music to go along with the happy music that's uh, that's happening in the restaurant to get to give the overall feeling that even though it's bright and shiny during the day, there's a dark history of the restaurant that nobody completely knows about, and that this movie is going to delve into local local man goes missing, children. Children end up missing. Bodies cannot be found. Yes, that sort of stuff. Okay. My opinion. Sorry, guys. Um, 
I think the way the movie would start off is is like you know you have the Warner Brothers logo, and then it fades away, and this darkness, just blank screen, and then you hear someone push a button, and the way that I would start this movie is the phone guy recording night of the original game. Night four. Yes. Night four. The phone message for Night mm-hmm. 4 of the original game. You mean whenever he's dead and it's Freddy talking? He's no, Night to... 4 is whenever he's like, uh, I'm having a real bad night here and you hear the bang, 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 bang. And the moans and the creaking and the tour door march in the background. Mm-hmm. You don't see the phone guy, you just see a silhouette of someone like, you know, someone's finger on a recording button next to a phone with a fan blowing. Because I'm not really having a good night here and the banging and everything. I would really appreciate if you just check the suits in the back room. Just check the suits in the back room and everything. And then you hear, basically, whenever it gets to, he turns his head and you you don't see his face, but you hear the scream. The scream. Mm -hmm. And then whenever you hear the scream, it pops up with the name. Five Nights at Freddy's or whatever they want to call it. And then... And then we cut to, like, what you said. That's a little little too Eli Roth, though. Eli Roth? Eli Roth, mm, a little too Tarantino, because because you know how Tarantinos go. Tarantino makes great movies, but that sounds like an opening for a Tarantino movie. And if we're going for a true horror movie, we're we're not going to have like that. We're not going to go immediately into the guy getting killed because that's kind of how Tarantino would do things. Here's the thing: you don't know if the guy gets killed or not. You just know he's going through a bad night. You don't know what's trying to get to him. You don't know what's trying to attack him. He's just making the. You know, he's just recording a message because the whole theory about spoiler alert, mm-hmm. if you want to call it this, yeah. but they, people are claiming that the phone guy is the purple guy. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: if you've never seen the game series and you just wanted to see the movie, you uh, fans would know it, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't if you came in not knowing. And in fact, according to the games, we really don't know what uh, don't know whether or not phone guy is actually dead. Yeah, we you just hear the screech because he could easily just have slipped underneath the animatronics and ran elsewhere to the hidden room that can, mm-hmm. the animatronics can't get to. And and at the end of the movie, <laughs> it would be really creepy if we actually heard uh, uh, like if we heard the message for Night Five. That uh, that to me uh, that to me would be really really creepy. Just a bunch of gobbledygook that you hear in the phone call, and you're wondering what is making those sounds. Well, I figured there'd be like you know, it's through the hiring process he gets hired in here. It's like you know the last guy that worked, one of the last guys that worked here made uh, made basically a checklist. He recorded basically a checklist of things to do to to make sure you're not go smooth. I mean, whenever we run at night, we only run on a limited power supply and everything. And he goes through all that stuff and he goes, you know, and he's recording it throughout a few nights. And that last one, because he's listening to it all on the first night, nothing's really happening. They're kind of leaving him alone. He's listening to him, you know. And you start you start noticing a few things. He just sees a few things like a moving in the camera. A few things are a little off as he's looking at the, at the camera system on the little screen. He's swapping between them. He can see little bits of movement. He sees Pirate's Cove curtain open. He sees a, a slight dim shimmer from the eye. And he's like, "Oh fuck! I, you know something something's messing with my head here. I'm just I'm, I'm freaking out because I'm just here alone." You know, he gets to it, and he and it has to do with probably about the second night. He, for whatever reason, he stops listening after a little bit. He he stops listening after the fourth one. Yeah. And the second night that he's there, goes in. He's like, okay, I gotta I gotta finish and see if there's anything else I'm missing. Here's that fifth one. He's got the doors down. Starts hearing, doom, doom, doom. and that's when all shit starts to, all hell starts to break loose. Yeah, because that's the way I figured it. it I, the way to make this movie would be a psychological thriller. Yes, no gore. You know, like I would say, like you no. know, don't even make it make it known that the anima animatronics are in free raming mode. Like, just the reason he's hired is because they think that vandals are getting into the restaurant and are moving the machines just to mess with people. Mm. And you don't even see the robots move. The animatronics move at all. The only thing, like slight, the only thing you see is like slight movements of the eyes. Like you look at the camera, you see him on stage, and then you know he looks away, and you see the eyes just kind of roll, roll to look at the camera, and then roll back whenever he looks back. You know, slight stuff that makes you think there's something more with these animatronics than 
vandals getting in and messing up the place. And then when we get to the fourth night, that's whenever everything starts breaking, breaking loose and stuff. Mm. And in between that, I say by second night you get movement. I said you, you you get the first night. He goes through, listen to the stuff. You know he's like whatever. At first he's like whatever. You know, listen and he notices how there's a change in the way that the guy talks and he starts actually paying attention to what he's saying, and he starts getting a little paranoid. And then when you talk about the moving of the eyes, he looks at them on the stage and you see the eyes move. Whenever he's not, he just okay. See the eyes move or the head tilt. It moves ever so slightly toward the camera. Like, okay, holy fuck. Comes back that second night. Starts, well, the suits move. The things I was trying to get to. Quick question. Yeah. Would it be a good uh, Would it be a good idea for the whole movie to basically be shot from the perspective of the security room, like, uh, 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 like basically don't don't show any camera shots of what's happening outside the room. Everything is seen just seen through the security guard's perspective on the monitors and whatnot. That, but I think we, to kind of make it more psychological, I mean, yeah, he, we can stick them in that one room, you know, the whole claustrophobic effect. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking the, you know, actually like have him get up and move around. Oh, outside the room? Yeah, like he'll see them, like he'll, he doesn't see them physically move, but he'll see that they're in one spot and then all of a sudden they're in another spot. And he's checking the restaurant to make sure there's no kids or teenagers in there. You know, moving the suits. I'm, I will go with him about how on the second night that's when things started getting trippy, like the Golden Freddy suit. Because the Golden Freddy, I believe, only appears on night five. I mean, not no. night five, night two. Night two and five, uh, it says in the thing, but there, to make it go away, you just pull the screen up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just show, you know, have the whole Golden Freddy thing on night two. And he starts freaking out and wondering, night okay, what's going on with this restaurant? Because that's when he starts noticing that. The ro- you know, if it if people are moving the robots, why can't he find evidence of or foot traces in the that's moving the robots? Why is he only seeing animatronic footsteps instead of actual human sized footsteps? And so the next, whenever he survives that night, and in the daytime, you know, you still have you only there from midnight to six a.m. That's six hours. You still have eighteen hours, eight hours of which you would sleep. And then you have ten hours left over. What if they're, like, after night two, he'll start trying to research into the history of Fosbear's Pizza? You know, looking at news clips or, you know, like, on Microfish at the library and all that. And then finding out about the dead children, the uh, decomposing, you know, animatronics men like they're decomposing and body mucus and whatnot flowing out of the suits from the old restaurants. Down to even finding out... About Fosbear's diner with the death of the original kid. Sounds beautiful. That would work. Hmm. And then on night four and night five, if we could get with Scott and talk with him, like, you know, while making the movie, let's make sure that, you know, we're not messing up his idea or his game plan for the, with the game series to make sure we're not messing too much with his storyline. If the phone guy really is the purple guy, have the security officer on night five catch phone guy, you know, hiding out in the secret room surviving from the pizza toppings and whatnot from the kitchen area. And then with confronted and then, you know, confronted with the fact that, you know, he's the one that murdered all these kids and that's why the reason that animatronics are at and some reason or other you have the ghosts of the kids pop up and it scares the guy to death that basically kinda lead to Five Nights at Freddy three with the spring track incident. Well, you could as much have just the animatronics come into the room. He finds the room. The animatronics are free roaming. Somehow he's brave to get out of the security room and find this other room and find the guy. And he has a suit in there. And the animatronics show up at the door and they have no interest in the security guy. But they go after, they go after him, after the old security guy. And he jumps in and says, I can't, I can't, I can't face him. I can't. Jumps and tries to get into the suit. Everything. Honestly, honestly to tell you the truth, if both those guys were in the same room, the animatronics would probably attack them both because because they would basically see them as being the same kind of person. Be, because to them, they're all security guards. Basically, just they want to kill all the security guards. What if we make like on the Fort Minor some the guy gets fired, but he can't let them leave with the way that they are? Either that or re- re- if you're if you're going to go all the way to fucking Springtrap, 
you can go as far as the Freddy mask. Yeah. The 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 Freddy Fazbear mask. He comes in with the mask on. Yeah, because there are plenty of heads in that storage room. Yeah, there are. You would also have to come up with some fairly elaborate ways for how the security guard is able to avoid the animatronics for all those nights, especially if he's going to be moving around the restaurant. I think because he's going to have to have way, uh, just have some ways to try to defend himself, to hide, and to, uh, to just evade the animatronics. Because I, because I'm imagining because I'm well, imagining the guy just leave there and never come back. True, but what he could do is like. Have we ever seen the animatronics in the first game ever lean or get down on hands and knees and look down? Never. No. Have, have they? What if you know invade in trying to evade the animatronics? He's hiding under like the desk and the tables and the chairs. He could probably try that. And in fact, in fact, from what I understand, I think that only that only the new the new toy animatronics are able to get down on their hands and knees and be able to look like they do. The old ones, wait, no, technically not, because in the second game, old Bonnie is able to get inside vents and crawl around. But you don't see yeah, them but, do that in the first game. But Five Nights at Freddy's 2 is supposed to be a prequel to Five Nights at 1. That is true. And all those new all those new ones were scrapped. That is true, but I'm talking about the old animatronics. It, yeah, but they you don't know if that was the old animatronic they kept from the second restaurant to, to back to the original pizzeria, because there's... Because here's the thing, he might have been able to get into the vent, but they hardly showed any vents in the first game. So you think it might be two old Bonnies, technically speaking, I guess? True, because it might be, because remember, that Bonnie in that game did not have a face. Yes, that is true, he did not have a face. I don't know why, but he did not have a face. So he could be hiding from these robots in the movie by hiding under tables, hiding under... hiding under chairs, or hiding under stuff, or maybe going into the restroom. I don't think they're... Animatronics are... Yes. Sorry. I think we've gotten a lot of shit done. This might be a Five Nights at Freddy's movie discussion. Separate episode. I'm sorry that we're going to have... I'm sorry we're going to have to cut it a little short. Just under an hour here. But uh, there are some other things that have to be tended to tonight. Some D&D and all such. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. I I just got a text. I was like, it's at 7. I said, I'm going to be late. Because it's a little after 7 now. Oh, Oh, no, it's fine. And then I've got to get back with an important phone call from my buddy Sean. I haven't heard from him in months. You hear from him again. But, boys and girls, I want I want to say thank you for coming and listening to us again. This has been the What's My Focus podcast. Uh, we might continue next time with where we were at on the Five Nights at Freddy's movie discussion and how we think it should go. Of course, we're just a couple of jackasses in a room thinking what, <laughs> saying what we think. But I can see a lot of this happening in my head because that's how I work. Anywho, I want you to all have a wonderful day. I'm having a wonderful birthday. I'm having a re- recording on my, my birthday, so it's an awesome time. Yeah. And I've got fucking Pokeball cookies. I love that shit. They bake them for me every year. They're wonderful. You can thank Josh and Lauren for that one. Jake has said nothing. Okay. <laughs> Pretty, uh, oh, look at that. He said I think something. he's just sitting back and enjoying the show. Right. Well, pretty much. I mean, it is pretty interesting to, to watch us go and watch you two go, especially. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, your host, Josh Estee, signing off. We have Josh. Later. Judd. And that's the way it was. Somewhat. And now you know the rest of the story. Oh, yes. we're not all the way there, you horrible Holocaust <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God, we're horrible people. All right, guys, later.